What is happening? Here we go. Playoff time is here. The good news is I probably won't have to do as many games, even though we do have NIT as well. And we got the Solomon Award. I got a hot number of votes, and then it just kind of dropped off. So I will, for those who don't listen to the podcast, obviously they won't know, but I will send out one more text today, Thursday, to say, hey, tomorrow's a reminder. Um, There's still several people that haven't voted. Like I said, I'll talk to Eric tonight. I will talk to Elijah when before friday if not you know i don't think he's yes i'll see uh ethan at my house so i will talk to him friday before the deadline so yeah it's it's heating up this is a good time of the year the playoffs we've all worked hard for it some uh are successful some are not and urban meyer the news of course that urban meyer got fired i didn't have my phone no was playing uh roblox on it and he comes in and says Austin said something. He said, goodbye, uh, U-B-R-B-A-N, whatever you said, spell Urban. And I said, oh, and I right away, I said, goodbye, Urban. He said, yeah. I'm like, yep, Urban Meyer must be fired. So uh, Noah broke the news, and thanks to Austin sending it across. So, yeah, I wonder what that does for – I am actually okay with it. Uh, I just never felt like – At first, I was excited, thinking, okay, he's going to be there. He's got the first overall pick. He's going to get a really good quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. He picked up ETN. I wonder if if ETN's there, I don't think they're – maybe they get one more win because Robinson hasn't been bad. I think Robinson's had one bad game, and that was when he fumbled early, uh, I think, against the Rams. And then they – I mean, like they've had decent – they have decent players. Losing DJ Chark did hurt, I think, if he's there – like I said, I think they could easily have been 100% healthy, get a two more wins at best. They they were not going to be – no one expected them to be a playoff team. But they just at times I, – I go, wait, what am I watching? You know, you'll see the Jags and, and you go, okay, I see someone good against Cincinnati. I saw promise. You see progress against Houston the first time they played them. You see ball movement. You see offense. You see hope. And then they have been awful – Trevor Lawrence has been awful, and I'm not going to put it totally on him. I mean, he's made some bad choices, four interceptions last game. But overall, yeah, now what do you do, you know, if you're the owner? Do you – when it comes to this situation, that's one thing I've never agreed to. I know there's more than just bad play because a lot of times with most coaches, you get at least two years to try to figure something out or a year and a half, whatever the case may be. So it's, it's hard to say, oh, yeah, every time a coach does bad, you fire him. Will you stop that? My cat Teeny's trying to eat trash. He loves to attack paper. So you see that I hate when my train of thought gets messed up. The point is that with Urban Meyer, I think it all started with that, that after that Cincinnati game, how he stayed in his area and he was seen with that lady at the at his bar, whatever the heck that place is called, his food establishment. And after that, that was really a bad sign. And then it just never really got better. And so they fire him and my guess is that they probably had a chat, you know, the owner had probably laid something out and he didn't see any kind of progress and now he's gone. And I don't know. We'll see. I'm hoping Trevor Lawrence ends up taking off because I really expected better things from him. This, you know, we've seen so many other quarterbacks at the early stages of their career. Look at Justin Herbert last year, you know, Kyler Murray. So when, and Herbert, I remember when he was drafted, even Tua is having a really good year when he's playing, when he's healthy. 
so yeah you i expected at this stage after all the hype and everything that was built with trevor lawrence as the next you know possible peyton manning that can run it's weird for him to be have so many games that are just like bleh, you know so average they have talent now a lot of like i said even when they got uh, agnew the wide receiver and he started playing great he got hurt so you're missing weapons LaVisca Chenault, oh my gosh, that guy, he he has so much talent, and it's just, I don't know if it's the offense, or every time they pass to him, it's five, under five yards, I mean, he does have some plays, who cares, I'm talking way too much about Jacksonville, he's fired, that's the only big news, let's get to any waiver wires grabbed, Matt picked up the Vikings defense, Nick put in for Rashad Penny, that's basically the rich getting richer, and I don't know, I went for him as well, and the fact that if Beckham does not play. He's vaccinated, so there's a possibility if he gets a couple of false or uh, negative tests two in a row, he will play Sunday. I'm really hoping he does. I need him. Like I said, I don't have the bench depth. The only way I would be okay is if Beckham does not play and Damian Harris from the Patriots is out, then Ramonde Stevenson, I could slap him in. Not that anyone cares about my team, but I'm just saying when it comes to Penny, why I put a bid for him, he's one of those guys that, man, you know, he drives he drives you nuts. I already talked about when I got I picked him up against Arizona. This was his greatest practice ever. They hyped him up all week. I play him and the guy gets two carries. Now he did get hurt in that game, but he wasn't like touching it eight times and then got hurt. He got a, a like a eight a fifteen or something yard carry, then didn't touch the ball again for a while. And then they gave him another carry and then he didn't do anything on it and then he got hurt. And it's just like really? I mean, my gosh, you just came back from being injured and that's something he's had his whole career. So with him, he's one of those guys like Will Fuller, only I actually love Will Fuller. He puts up, puts up, puts up when him and Deshaun were together uh, and then would just get hurt. But with Penny, it's just like all of last year did nothing with the injuries. And, yeah, so great grab for Nick if he does get continue. If what they say in Seattle, excuse me, holds up, then, yeah, that could be a great pickup. Now, he had a great game. I did see some of that game because uh, in fantasy purposes, I had – David uh, Davis Mills, the quarterback, and I had Metcalf. So I'm, I had a guy on each side and Bobby Wagner. So I was watching that game Sunday a lot. And he did have two big touchdown runs. Now, if you take those away, he still would have had a pretty good game. Not no 30-point game, but he still would have had a decent game. So it wasn't one of those, hey, he had a 70-yard touchdown run and then 20 yards on 19 carries afterwards. So that's good going forward. Now, Houston's not a great run defense. We'll see what he does this week against the Rams, and he's got Chicago. We'll see how well he gets, uh, how much usage he gets, and if he can continue to break the big touchdowns. And if he does, that's great for Nick. I mean, he's got so much depth, and it's it's also a great move for Nick because even if he doesn't ever use him, he keeps someone else from using him. And Jacob got Trubisky just on the off chance that Allen does not play, Josh Allen does not play. At this point, it doesn't matter for us because Elijah's out. It matters for Elijah in the NIT. So as we look at the games, we're going to get to the NIT real quick. I won't break it down too much. We got Brian against Steve. As of right now, Steve is 165 to 137 favorite. Let's find out why. And that is Elijah Moore is on IR. That's on Brian's list. And he might pull him out. I know at times it seems like, you know what, my season's done. I don't really care. You will, gosh, man, that's annoying. You will care when it comes to later in the year or next year when we do draft and you get those five extra lotto balls. So let's see if we can get everyone out there. 
breaking it down, looking at roster by position by position. If all's healthy that plays this week, I like Steve's more. I could see why he'd be favored. Now, Brian still has Judy, Devonta Smith, Henry, Trevor Lawrence. He's still got talent of pieces that he could put in. We'll see what he does. But this would be big for Steve. You know, he's lost four straight. And if he can make a run through the NIT, he's already one of the favorites. If we look at the standings at the end of the year. Yeah, he's dead last. So he's going to get the most lotto balls right behind him is Mario. And then Jacob rounding it out the top three favorites with getting lotto balls. Let's see what they can do in the NIT. Oh my gosh, I wasn't even yawning. I think it's because I'm talking so much. But Christian and Elijah both get the bye. And so that's great. You know, win one game and you got a chance for in the finals to possibly win five lotto balls. And Jacob against Mario. So that one, Jacob is hugely heavily favored. And the fact that he has been just dropping, you know, 190 or 200, then like 180, then like a 200, you know, it's like, yeah, his team, let's go through his team. Justin Herbert, right, quarterback, outstanding. Javante Williams, who's been playing outstanding, hurt. But Deontay Foreman, Vance Jefferson, Crowder, Kittle, Ayuk, Mayfield. Oh, no, Mayfield's got COVID. We might see Trubisky in or Cam Newton. Melvin Gordon on his bench, Claypool. So he's got talented guys. His ER is uh, outstanding. Or his IR, ER. His IR with Kadarius Tony, Travis Etienne, Cam Akers, and Deshaun Watson. All players that – let me check Akers. I think he has Akers on a two-year deal. Yeah, they will all be on his roster most likely next year. So with that and the picks he gets, look for Jacob to make a great – push next year into trying to win the championship, get back to the title game. He's been there before and possibly be up for the Solomon award. So this will be a big, big win for him. I think he's going to beat Mario and we look at Steve's. I still think that's debatable to see what Brian does to try to improve his team. But if Steve goes on, that'd be huge to be like, Hey, I haven't won a game in forever. I think the last time he won, let's check his schedule was probably against me which is a huge disappointment to me. <laughs> that game, I would, oh my gosh, that game's going to haunt me all season. Yeah, last time he, he's won two times all year. He beat Eric, go figure, and he beat me. So his only two wins were playoff teams. And yeah, what a crazy, crazy turn of events from week one to where he ends the season. So that is for the NIT. Now let's get to the good stuff. Oh my gosh. As soon as I say that, I hear a cat running and hissing in the back. So as we go through this, what game? Oh my gosh. Dino and Austin always listen. But if I talk them both now, do I even possibly save them? Do one, just do one today, break it down as much as I can, and then talk about the next one for the next podcast? Yeah, I could do that. Now let's see who's playing tomorrow is the Chargers and Chiefs, correct? I have no Chargers or Chiefs. Ugh, excuse me. My gosh. Uh, Austin does. He has Keenan Allen, who will be playing. So that will be something we could talk about tomorrow. We will go through that game. Sorry, Austin. As of right now, Austin is a one point, a little over one point favorite. Okay, so it kind of was like that the last time we played, and then I ended up uh, losing pretty bad. Or was it bad? Yeah, yeah, I think it was pretty bad. 
So we know projections don't mean jack. Both last week we talked about how Nick and Elijah were both projected at the high 70s, 170s, and then they both broke 200 plus. So we know that can take a big spin. Yeah, so it's almost 50-50 as Austin changed his team name to 50%. I'm I'm trying to figure out what that is. 50% COVID, you know, I, I, I don't know. The 50% chance to win. Um yeah, I'm maybe Austin. He'll he'll send out a group text and and say what it is he is. I'm 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 just I was guessing when he put it. You know, I'm just like I changed mine chasing for five UC rings. Obviously with the Christmas theme, but once I'm out eliminate the round, I will probably change my team name back to who cares. Um, anything to try to get uh, one more Christmas run as I change my team name. Last time was Nightmare Before Sunday. Why am I babbling about that? So we'll find out from Austin. I'm sure he'll text us what his team. My only guess is it's when I'm looking at it is 50% chance to winning, to getting it or whatever the case is. Because right now it's 52. Um, let's go to Dino and Matt. This is the big one. Dino might not. I get that. That's pretty good. Dino might not win. You know, honestly, Dino, when you first put that in, I thought it was like dynamite, not, but I actually had to read it out loud to get it. And then day late, Mahomes short. Yeah, you know, last week we talked about in their match, talk about a letdown, you know, and as as I get to it and I, I saw almost so many highlights where they were showing the Chiefs scoring a touchdown, right? They just destroyed the Raiders. The Raiders are a ship without a, what is it? A rudder? Yeah, they're a ship without a rudder. You know, they they have talent. We've seen it. When they had a coach, not that Gruden's the greatest coach in the world, but when they had a coach with an identity, and the identity was play up to your opponent and play down to your opponent. They would take on crappy teams, play close and lose, occasionally win, right, 50% of the time, right? They might be 4-4 four and four against crappy teams and then maybe uh, – Five and three against good teams, whatever the heck it might be. So this year, Gruden had played really well. They beat the Ravens. Remember, I, I can't remember the whole schedule, but they had done well. And then they had played uh, some team, you know, Washington, although Gruden's not there anymore. But it was still typical identity. Played terrible against Washington and lose 16-14. Anyways, the Raiders got destroyed by the Chiefs in Vegas. There was no doubt. We talked about there was no doubt that the Raiders were going to get destroyed again. I thought Mahomes, Tyreek Hill would have the big games, Kelsey, right? It was looking big for all those guys. And Mahomes goes out for 21 points, really. And the, the, the Chiefs still rolled them, rolled them. The defense was on fire, which has been playing outstanding. I, who has the Chiefs? I think Nick does. They went, you know, I could have swore Nick does, but they went off. And as that happened, I remember thinking, they kept showing it, the highlights and going, oh, the Chiefs, everyone who was worried the last few weeks, what's wrong with the Chiefs? They're back. They fixed the issue. And I'm like, really? How many times? I heard it on Fox. I heard it on CBS, Channel 4 at the end of the day when they talked about the highlights. The Chiefs fixed their issues. The Chiefs saw what they did not. They played a terrible-led Raider team, a terrible coach team. They have they, – they, they look awful. They look absolutely awful. And it, correct me if I'm wrong, but did they not just roll the Raiders three weeks ago when they played? Let me check the, the, the schedule. They played the Raiders you know, a month ago, right? 
Mahomes, 51. Now, this is fantasy points, but in real football as well. 51 points against the Raiders in Vegas. They destroyed them. 400 yards, five touchdowns. When that happened, everyone said, oh, the Chiefs, they're back. They, they, they're getting it in gear. They know it's the second half of the year. It's division time. They are back. Watch out, baby. Then they barely beat Dallas, right? Dallas came there, barely beat Dallas. Mahomes had 10 points. He only threw for 260, no touchdowns, right? Cowboys defense played outstanding. Then they get the bye week. Okay, get the bye week, correct themselves, you know, get back. They take on Denver. That was a sloppy game. Denver easily could – remember Denver was coming back and then the fumble – it was either the fumble or the pick by Bridgewater, and then the Chiefs defense scored, and that was it. But remember, that was a very winnable game by a, a solid Bronco team that, that appears to have a good coach and can kind of get – some kind of identity and get it rolling. They're inconsistent at times, but nowhere near what the Raiders have been this year. But the Broncos could have won that game. They played well enough to win. And the Chiefs at no time looked like the Chiefs of old. Okay, they did not look like it. So you had two weeks at the count, just removing the bye, two out of three weeks where the Chiefs were just eh, what they were before they played the Raiders. Washington, Tennessee, New York Giants, all of them, sloppy offense, sloppy offense, no, no 300 yard games. You know, and it was just like, eh, Green Bay. Remember that? I mean, Jordan Love almost beat them. Jordan Love almost beat them, that Packer team. So I don't want to hear anything. And then they roll the Raiders and all these guys, these freaking announcers. It's just so annoying. Now, if the Chiefs go on the next three weeks in a row and do do what they just did to the Raiders last week, then okay, their defense is still in the same groove. The defense has not fallen out of the groove. Their defense is what started off with the fumble recovery, a defensive touchdown. I thought they had another defensive touchdown. I mean, the defense got like 44 fantasy points. They destroyed them. That has not changed. Mahomes and the offense did did basically 258. I mean, that's like, you know, he had two touchdowns. That's so mediocre. Nothing about that told me, oh, their offense is fixed because they might have had one deep bomb or one big play to, you know, Daryl Williams had a, like a 31-yard touchdown reception and ran afterwards. That, that's not telling me the offense is back. It, forgive me for talking so much about this, but I just, I, I am so done. It, this happens all the time every year when there's a dominant team and, and then ha- struggles, right? And you're like, oh, what's going on? What's going on? And then they have one game against an inferior opponent or team that they should destroy. And then they, oh, it's fixed. We're back. Watch out now. You know, and then they go back to the, watch the Chargers. I, you know, the Chiefs, the Chiefs could win. I'm picking the Chargers in my pick'em league. The Chargers, I think, will win if they get everyone out there. They need Eckler. They got to get uh, oh my gosh, what's his name? Asante Samuel Jr. They need to get their defense and offensive pieces rolling. <sighs> but I think the Chargers win. If they lose, I think it's a 24-21 game. I don't, you know, whatever the case may be, maybe the offenses both do explode. But the Chargers' defense, for the most part. Other than that game against the Ravens, they've had a few games um, where they have not been outstanding. It's a solid defense. Let's see the, the the Chiefs. Let's see Mahomes throw for 400 yards. Let's see Mahomes drop five touchdowns against the Chargers. Let's see him do it the following week against, well, Joe Burrow did it against Pittsburgh. But my point is, I'm sure you get it, is that just because you roll a team for the second time and your offense didn't even do as much as it did the time before does not mean you're back. I don't want to hear that. I mean, talk about pushing the media, pushing their agenda of the Chiefs, the Chiefs. The Chiefs should be 0-2 in Super Bowls. The Niners had them beat. The Niners outplayed them. 
Patrick Mahomes was shut down. There was the the big play to Tyreek Hill, which Mahomes just chucked it deep, and Hill made the play. But even then, I thought it should have been intercepted. Hill made the play, you know, and it set it up, and they made the comeback, and they won. And I'm not saying anything. I'm not taking it away, Kansas City. They won it. They're the Super Bowl champs. But when I say they should be on two, I'm not. I don't mean they should be on two like there was some kind of controversy. They won it straight up. The point is, Jimmy G missed Sanders. We've all heard that and talked about it. If he hits him, if it's, you know, I don't want to get into the ifs because then I sound stupid. My point is, they the Chiefs played bad enough to be zero and two in two Super Bowls. They played. They were. He was awful last year in two Super Bowls. Look at Mahomes' numbers. That is not. Super Mahomes, you know, that is not outstanding. That is not Super Bowl MVP worthy at, by any stretch of the imagination. And it's comical when you see the Madden and he's on there with the goat. They're all the, the old goat and the new goat. It's like, bro, hit the brakes. You know, Drew Bledsoe did more than you did in the AFC Championship when he helped the first Super Bowl, helped get uh, the Patriots there, and then Brady won it. I mean, the, the, you didn't. Yeah, see, I can get going. Don't get me on. There's a lot of things you don't get me going on. And, you know, it used to be Brady. It used to be don't get me on Brady. I have a thousand stats, a thousand reasons why. Um, but I've changed. I've I've changed. And, no, winning in Tampa didn't change it for me. Um, because, honestly, I think Aaron Rodgers in Tampa last year wins. I think Matthew Stafford in Tampa probably wins. Because Brady had three touchdowns but three picks in Green Bay in that AFC championship. You know, the defense helped him. Defense was a huge part for the Bucks, and then that there's an offensive weapon superstar at every position. Now, without Brady, maybe they don't get Gronk, so maybe they don't win a Super Bowl. You know, maybe it is Brady because he got it, and all the players love Brady. So, you know, it I've changed with him. I still would take as stupid as it might sound to some, um, from just my experience as a fan watching football, I would still take uh, John Elway number one, and I would take Dan Marino. If you give Dan Marino any kind of running game in his prime, not when he was, you know, 39 or whatever he's about to retire. You give Dan Marino a defense, uh, he's got Super Bowls as well. I mean, uh, you could put a lot of quarterbacks in that position and say that, but a lot of quarterbacks did. You know, Brett Favre, he did have defenses and offenses. He had Reggie White. He had players there. Terrell Buckley, he had he had players that made differences. You know, Sterling Sharp, although I don't know if Sharp was there. I think the year they won a the Super Bowl, I don't I can't remember if he was there, if he was injured. Um, but my point is that Marino never had any of that. Marino carried it. Elway carried some real crappy teams and late in his career. I was so glad he won the first one. Second one, I, I was like, ah, eh, whatever. But I was glad he won that first one because he deserved it. He's one of the greatest ever. And it's, you know, like I said, Brady, if, if Brady stopped winning at five, it would not change my opinion that he's one of the greatest ever just in the fact of what he's been able to do. Now, I put Belichick up there as well. He does. He has cheated. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm going down a rabbit hole where I'm just gonna keep rambling onto different things. Let's get off this topic. Let's go back to, let's see what happens tonight. Chargers, Chiefs. I just don't think that the Chiefs and offense is back. It's back, baby. They they fixed it. Well, yeah, you fixed it on a crappy team. You know, if I go against a bunch of 20 year olds, and man, they're in basketball one on one, or and they're shutting me down, and then I take on a 12 year old. And I beat him. Uh, it's not, oh, Danny found his groove. He's back. Well, no, I, I beat up an inferior opponent. So it just looks good. It's it's Madden on rookie. And then you go back to all pro, and now it's clock control and uh, minimal plays and, and good defense. And, you know, 
and then you go rookie and you're like, all right, I'm going to check it 50 yards, you know, every five plays. And before you know it, it's 38, nothing at halftime. So that's what I think the chiefs might've got last week. So we're going to talk about Dino Dan as, and Matt, the rematch, right? Round three, we had this with Jacob and Matt, the one year Matt won the championship. He had to compete all year with Jacob. Jacob went on to, uh, finish uh, I think he finished second that year he beat Matt early in the season I remember we brought him on the interview and then or no Matt beat him we interviewed Matt and then we interviewed Jacob when Jacob beat him in the rematch and then Matt went on to win the division in a very close year and then they met in the championship and that was round three and that was huge you know that was that was uh wilder Oh my gosh, how does it? Fury, Fury Wilder 3. You know, that was so much excitement and Matt came away. So we'll see. Can Matt pull a back to back rivalry three, you know, round three victory as Dino pulled off the win last week? And at this point, the, you know, it's like Matt, it just, yeah, I already covered everything about that. Let's get to the enough talk. Kirk Cousins and Patrick Mahomes. Cousins, Monday night against Chicago. The weather could play a factor here, at least with Mahomes. He's in a dome. It's in L.A., which is still going to be cold, but it's not going to be Chicago cold. But last year, I remember Cousins and the Vikings playing at Chicago and Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson both having outstanding games. So I don't see why that's going to be any different this time, other than the fact that the Bears' offense was not as good last year. And they still, you know, the game was still competitive and the Vikings still had to move the ball. I think this year the Bears are offense is better. Therefore, I'm going to go cut. Yeah, to me, looking at this, after I just saw Mahomes get 21 against a Raider team that he annihilated three weeks before, I'm going Cousins. It sounds stupid, but I feel safer. You know, we'll, we can cover that. We'll go over this again tomorrow morning when we go over the podcast how wrong I might have been. If Mahomes goes for 25 or less, no, I'm going to say, see, this can maybe, maybe I'll go push. I won't go Cousins. But the matchup is so juicy for Cousins as opposed to Mahomes. Both division matchups, both division rivalries, both prime time. You know, uh, I'll say push. I'll say push. We'll see. We'll see if they're they're within five points of each other on Monday night when the game's over and the, the, the playoffs are decided. We'll see which one uh, played a bigger role in helping his team win. Running backs, Mixon and Robinson against Chubb and Cook. I got I got to go Chubb and Cook. Now, if it's a draft, I think everyone in our league, including Matt, would take Chubb and Cook. Chubb, what, is he, what did he finish the regular season? 20. Now, he did get injured. How many games did he miss? One, two, three, and then he had the bye week. So four games out of 14. Okay, so he played 10, 10 games, and he finished with – 187 points, right? And it's running back 20, as opposed to Dalvin Cook, who finished with 218 points, 100 points more, and he played 10 games. So that tells you the kind of running back, the value Cook is over Chubb, why Cook would be a top four, right? If we were redraft league, Cook would usually be, if you take out Superflex, a top four running back, because how dangerous he is in the receiving game, while Chubb can go out for those monster Derrick Henry, you know, 30, 40 point games, but then he can disappear at times too, like last week, because he's not involved in the receiving game. That said, he's playing the Raiders, right? At home, 
This is what I mentioned to in the past podcast to Dino personally over this saying, you made the trade. This is why you get Chubb. You get him now last week. Terrible, but Kareem Hunt's gone. The Raiders defense is not very good, especially against the run. And so now you got it cold weather. If the Browns can get any kind of lead, even without Baker Mayfield, you know, they're going to rely on Chubb. And with no Kareem Hunt, his value goes up. I think he gets at least 20 points. I think Dalvin Cook's good for a 20, if not more. Robinson, we just saw the coaching's fired. What does that play? I think the new coach, whoever it is, interim coach, is still going to lean on Robinson. And Mixon, Mixon, what a letdown last week. Only eight points against San Francisco. He should have had a better game. The Niners' run defense had not been outstanding all year. The Bengals themselves, uh, the game was good. That was a good game, but it was mostly through the air. So disappointment is Mixon can be involved in the receiving game at times, but there are times they pull him out in third down, which I still don't understand. You know, if you want to give him a breather here and there on certain drives, but yeah, he, he can catch. That's weird. But yeah, I think just the matchup alone this week, I'm going Chubb and Cook. Receivers, Stefan Diggs, Brandon Cooks against Cooper Cup and Cordell Patterson. I got to go with Dinos. You got the number one receiver in fantasy, Cooper Cup. The guy's got 386 points, okay? Remember that. Remember that number. 386 points. Patrick Mahomes has 335 points. Do you know what Mahomes did last year? He did 489. 489 last year. Mahomes was the number four fantasy quarterback. He's number five this year at 335. Now, that's with 13 games. There's still a few more left. So, of course, the points will go up some. But my whole point is with the 335, Cooper Cup has more than Patrick Mahomes. And he was traded for last year. Genius move by, by Dino. Traded for with Nick to start the season. He wanted a, a wide receiver he can keep. He got Cup. Cup did not pan out all year, right? He, he was not the same. He was wide receiver 26. He had 236 points in 15 games. He's over 150 points more in two less games this year. He has been outstanding. He's one of the reasons Dino won the division. And you're looking at him going, if, unless the other receiver with them is, gosh, you know, Kenny Galladay, who's not been great, or I don't want to keep naming Giants receivers, uh, Tim Patrick. Even with Tim Patrick, I would probably say if it's Tim Patrick and Cup or Diggs and Cooks, I'm going to take uh, Cup and Patrick just in the fact that Cup can can do kind of like Christian McCaffrey. You know, he can make up if he goes out for 35 and your other receiver gets 12, you're like, dude, we can bind for, you know, almost 50 points while the other Cooks and Diggs can both go for maybe 40, you know, 24 last week for Cooks. That's an outstanding game. That was a good game. And then 14 for for Diggs against a bad passing Buccaneers. He he's only had several the Jets was a big game. The Titans was 23 kind of big. He's he's been kind of a letdown. You know, Diggs he's not he's not awful, but on the season he's wide receiver, he's a wide receiver 1, he's wide receiver 10. It's just that last year he was wide receiver 3, right? And you're like he he last year he was almost on the same kind of pace as Cooper Cup. You know, he didn't get as many points. But he was still – he had a lot of those elite games he has not had this year. But we know he can anytime. So that's why it's still safe to go, yeah, Diggs and Cooks, you feel great about. But they're just – there's no comparison. Patterson is running back number seven. 
Now, he's had two weeks in a row where it's like, eh, Tampa and Carolina, the ranking they have for here is in showing them in the red because they're high, but that's because they have Patterson listed as a running back first, so you see his running back stats. Now, he's taking on San Francisco, whose pass defense is not the greatest in the world this year. So Patterson and Cup, definitely over. So now as we – just getting to this point, this is why it seems like, as you look at it, Dino's only a 13-point favorite. But I feel like he's so much more basing it just on what we've gone through. If Chubb gets if if Chubb gets 16 and Cook gets 21, then yeah, then I could see why it's going to be so much closer. Because I think Mixon and Robinson can keep pace with that. But I feel like Chubb's going to have a 20. You know, and uh, when I say that, I'm not trying to be Mr. Hotshot. I'm not trying to how Austin and Eric were saying, hey, Dino, Danny called a. 50, I did see, I, when I say around 50, it could have got 35, would have been great. 50 would have been outstanding. He didn't. Tyree Kill did not get that, and that's because the Chiefs' offense is not back, regardless of what the experts say, because they, they, the, they had some lucky plays against a bad Raider defense. I still feel, never mind, I'm not going down that again. My point is that when I see that, I'm just saying I look at Chubb and I feel good about him this week. I didn't feel great about him last week. I even mentioned about it to Dino when me and him were talking personally. I was like, yeah, Chubb against Baltimore. Remember, we covered how terrible he was against Baltimore two weeks before, five points. And then when I was talking to Dino, I'm like, yeah, he could go out and only get five points again, or he could go out and get 25 points. It's so hard to bench those guys. You trade for him. You you can live or die for him. I'm just saying, if this is how I am personally, and I'm, I don't know what the percentage is of people who are like this. Some, Elijah probably isn't. He doesn't overthink the room. He just goes up, points, and he puts the guy. Who, oh, he's projected more. I'm putting him in. And that's a great rule to live by. You know, usually he's made playoffs. He missed it this year barely. But, you know, sometimes it doesn't always work. Sometimes you end up being like Jeff Fisher, 500 team, which he was this year. Um, but if I traded for Chubb, if I, a first-round pick or whatever, and I invested in him, and I know at times Chubb can be 31 points against the Chargers, 22 against Kansas City, 35 against Cincinnati, 29 against Detroit, right? All four of those teams I just named are all in the lower 10 of the rushing defense, bottom 10. Now, Houston, bottom 10, 18. Chicago, bottom 10, is nine points, right? So there are times where even though the matchup's juicy, even though – they're at home, even though it looks good and he should go out there and do great. He, he doesn't every time, but would you want Nick Chubb on your bench against Detroit when he goes for 29, just because the, uh, you know, two weeks ago against Pittsburgh, he had seven, right? Let's say you played him and he's like, Oh, he burned me against Pittsburgh. I'm benching him. And then he's at Cincinnati, you know, and you're like, Oh, I'm not going to play him at Cincinnati. That'll be a shootout. They're not going to, this is not going to be a game script for Chubb. It's going to be, you know, the passing game. And then he goes for 35 points. Now, I saw some of that game. Obviously, I always say I saw some of that game because I have DirecTV and I scroll through multiple games. Some I'll leave on longer. I'll, I'll watch several drives back and forth. Some I'll watch just a drive and then go to the next game because I hate commercials. And I paid for it, so I'm not going to waste time on commercials. Um, but I did see some of that game against the, the Bengals, and he did have one huge run, and then he had another big run. So whether it's that or not, if you had left him on the bench because you said, man, he only got seven against Pittsburgh, you tell me you're not angry that he's on your bench getting 35 points. So you go, all right, 
I'll, be, I'll play him. You play him and he goes 29 against Detroit, and then you play him and he goes five against Baltimore. My point is I'm, I would rather have, like with my team personally, I'm contemplating, like let's say what happens if Odell Beckham does clear COVID and he's playing Sunday. Let's, I'm going through my mind saying, okay, I'm playing Beckham then for sure. DK Metcalf has been absolute trash, and we'll get into that tomorrow when we break down mine and Austin game. He has been abs- He's getting a lot of targets, though. It's not like he's getting two or three targets. Every game, seven, eight, eight, 11, and he's just not getting the production, fr- the production from it. So do I bench him, right? Do I bench him? Let's say there, uh, Damian Harris is out for the Patriots, and Ramondi Stevenson, he's the man. He's getting 20 touches. And we've seen him go for 20 touches a, a, a previous game, and he went for 35 fantasy points, 100 yards, two touchdowns. Do I play that? Do I risk that and then bench Metcalf because Beckham has had, you know, three good games with the Rams? Or do I go, you know, honestly, I would rather have DK on my starting lineup. And if I if he sucks, then I go, you know what? He sucks, but he's my guy all year. I, I, he's the guy that I said I'm – he is one of my original Magnificent Seven. I built a team with him in mind of playing him all year. I'm not going to bench him now in the playoffs. And, and, you know, if he does bad, I go, okay, that's my call as the, my team's GM. And I lost. And I'm out. And that's, that's the way it goes. No regrets. No, oh, I should have played him. Oh, I, should. I made my decision. And I'm going to play the decision of the superstar over the rookie that might have a big game because he did once. You know, and that's the thing you have to do. Or you can say, you know what? No, DK's burned me four weeks in a row. I've had a month of his crap. I'm done. I'm putting in Stevenson, and Stevenson goes for 17. And DK catches two touchdowns and 100 yards against the Rams. Now, what am I going to do? I'm going to all offseason say, why the heck did I take out DK? Why did I take out the guy that I sat through a crap for, for an entire month just to take him out and watch him finally erupt? Because odds are players like that, you know, they do eventually break out. You know, they have a, that's what they're superstars. They do find a way to finally get out of that slump. So I'm perfect with Dino playing him last week. And I'm even more perfect and excited if he plays him against the, the, the Raiders this week. Because on paper, he's had four outstanding games against bad run defenses. And that's what the Raiders are. And I've talked so much about this. So anyways, well, I guess this is the only game I'm doing, right? It's 38 minutes in and most of it is me rambling on about just playing football, my football uh, frustrations. So, yeah, my point was we got the running backs in Dino's favor. We got the receivers in his favor. Now, I feel I like Robinson. I like Mixon. Both of them can go for big games. We all know that. We've all seen it. So when I, But the receivers, I feel safer with Matt's receivers than I do his running backs. I can see Cooks, again, with Davis Mills having a big game against Jacksonville. I can see him going for 25. I can see Diggs going for 25, right? They both do. They combine for 50. Is that going to make the difference in the running backs? Because you know Cup and Patterson, if they don't go for 50, something went wrong in their in their games. Atlanta doesn't have much else, and Cup is the man in, in L.A. So he's going to need some big games to keep up with them because it's all about matchups. You know, this was, this was a week when I was looking back at week seven and eight when I looked at my team. Uh, I know sometimes I usually don't talk about my team, but I'm just using it as a reference. Week 14, the matchups are awful. If you look at it, I got a Calvin, uh, Alvin Kamara at Tampa Bay. Or, I mean, they're at home, but still against Tampa, a great run defense. If he doesn't get it through the air like Gaskins did when he lit Tampa up, he's not going to get through the run game. 
So the matchups are awful. DK Metcalf, he's had maybe two good games in his whole early young career, but still two good games against the Rams. The Rams usually shut him down. Ramsey will be back, you know, and he's been playing terrible. So it's even more of a reason I have given second thought about playing him. If Ramsey comes back, you know, he's been, he's the, the Rams have usually had his number. So all the matchups, a big chunk of my matchups, Dak Prescott on the road against the Giants. Now you might look at that and go, oh, you know what? That's not bad, but the Giants pass defense has, or as a whole, the Giants at times have been pretty good. So I look at that and I go, okay, this is not a week I want to play. Week 15, if you look at my team, almost everyone, almost everyone in my starting lineup. Now I did have Derrick Henry and uh, Christian McCaffrey when I was looking, you know, at the time they did it, they were there and uh, whoever I had, any combination I had because Kamara was out for a while. Anyways, a bunch of them, week 15, they're all in green. I had so many prime matchups. So I'm like, okay, if I can get that by and avoid that crappy first round, then, hey, week 15, if I lose, I lose. You know, it doesn't matter. But at least I go, hey, my team, I got the best matchups. I got so many bad defenses that week. So if I lose, it was just a crazy, one of those crazy weeks where everyone had, well, so we'll see. You know, that's how it is. And this is a week. This is so key when you get Eric and Nick with bye weeks. But I've had reverse too. I've had it to where um, two years ago I had the bye week. And I've already mentioned that, where I scored like 262. It was like every stinking player on my team was having 35-point games, 40-point games. And you're like, what a waste. I would have actually rather have played a playoff game and got the win and enjoyed that whole Sunday than sit around going, oh, well, my guy's having – oh, he's having a great – you know, can you save that for next week? And no, they never do. They never do. The following week, uh, I had maybe two guys have good games, and I lost. So – I lost to Elijah. That was the year Elijah made the final. So, yeah, you can't carry it over, and that's the frustrating part. Anyways, let's get to the tight ends. Dawson Knox, last week, had a good game, 20 points. Finally, 18 against the Saints. He's only had two bad games the last five, and that was against New England and the Jets. The Jets being a prime matchup. Excuse me. Now, Carolina, they're in the middle of the pack. I like Knox, right? Why wouldn't we? Kelsey, I'm going with Kelsey, but he has not eclipsed 20 points in over a month. The last time was against the Raiders, right? In Vegas, they're back. They're they're going, baby. Chiefs offense is going. Yeah, right. CEH had two touchdowns, and his stats were horrible other than that. You know, that's why you look at Nick, and you're like, how did he get 19 points? Because he had two touchdowns and then some crappy yards. He didn't really do much. Um, but Kelsey, nothing. Four targets, three. He's only had six catches in the last two games. He's been an incredible letdown. Now, last time he played the Chargers, he had 11 targets, seven catches, 100 yards. I, I'm not even going to guess because I thought he was going to do. I thought he was going to have 100 yards last week against the Raiders. So I can't make a projection. But Knox has been safer the last month than Kelsey. I'm still going to go Kelsey, right? The matchup's good. Chargers are not good against tight ends. He's already destroyed them once this year. He's made a career of destroying them. So, yes, I think this is where I lean Matt, not even a push. I think Matt and his tight end do, do better. Amari Cooper, Coop, love Cooper. You know, I never know what to expect with him, right? Last week, 16 points. Not, not an insane game, but one of the better games on the Cowboys. And then the week before, he just came back from injury, wasn't going to play full against the Saints. He has 44 against Tampa. 
15 against the Giants last time, 31 against Minnesota, and 16 last week. So he has these games where he's really good, and he has these games where he's Amari Cooper. That's what he's always done. But, but Cooper is lightning. He's not a boomer bust because we've mentioned on here, what is it, one, two, three, four, five, six times. Now he did miss one, two. He missed two games with injuries. He, he played only half of two games because of injuries. And then he had the bye week. So out of full games, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And how many? He had four, five, six. Six out of eight. Six out of eight were double-digit points. So he's not so much of a two-point or 25-point like Deshaun Jackson. He can get you double digits. And when we broke down Dino's team, that's okay in the flex spot. You know, you, you want – that's okay. You can – of course you want more. You, you want as much as you can to just feel safe. But the point is, if he goes out and gets 16 for Dino Dan, that's fine. Nobody in our league, unless it's the last position for the Monday night football game and you're down by so much, you know, for the most part, your games are won through your core and which is whatever your highlight positions are. And with Dino, he's got a full roster. Matt, same thing, full roster. Now, it was supposed to be Patrick Mahomes and Matthew Stafford but they have had times where they let them down. Instead, it's Debo Samuel, Brandon Cooks, and usually Joe Mixon. That's what, and TJ Watt, to be honest as well. That's what's been winning games for Matt. When they're great, those guys are great, Matt's winning. When they're not, he's, you know, he's scoring 160. You know, he still has really good players, but he's not against a team of this much talent of Dinos. He's going to have to do a lot more. So Cooper, Debo Samuel, I'm still going Debo Samuel. I like Cooper. Kelsey and Samuel are two things that Matt really need this week. You know, this is Knox and Coop. They can both go for 15. I mean, heck, Coop can go for 30. That's what I love about him. That's why it's so hard to bench him. Um, because you feel safe. Oh, I'm going to bench him. You know what? And then he might go for five. And you're like, good. That's what I expected. Or he can go for 40. And you're like, why did I bench him? Why didn't I play the guy? That's why the Raiders probably traded him. He drives you nuts. But, yes, Debo Samuel against Atlanta. Welcome to my nightmare, uh, Dino. The only thing that's positive for you is at least it's just one guy. Anytime you have a guy going against Atlanta, he usually has an outstanding game. I had to deal with it with Nick two weeks ago when he had Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, and Tom Brady all against Atlanta, and they all feasted and destroyed me. Now you just have to deal with Debo. The problem is Debo is one of Matt's best weapons and most underrated coming from me to start the season. So – yeah, I got to go with Samuel here. Samuel needs to get his typical 30-point. I mean, look at his games. 12 last week, and that's because he got hurt later. But 20, 16, 31, 29, 29, 42. Between there, he did have a 16. 36 against Detroit. So, you know, this is one of those games where he needs to go out there. He needs to get heavy usage in the pass game, heavy usage in the run game. I mean, the guy's rushing or receiving a touchdown, one or the other, if not both, every week. He's been electric. He's been Matt's MVP to really help him carry because it really seemed like that was one of his weak points. And it turns out Samuel and Cooks have been two of his strongest points of the year. Uh, so, yeah, going Samuel. The the difference is with Dino when he, he – I feel he's got the advantage with Chubb and Cook. Mixon, yes. Robinson, yes. Still good players. Um, lower level good players compared to – especially Dalvin Cook compared to them. Um, I still feel better because the matchups are, are better for Dino's. Same thing, Cooks and Diggs. I think Cooks can have a big game. I hope Diggs does. While Cup and Patterson, I think, are both going to have big games, and the matchups are really good. 
Coop, the matchup's good, but at times the Giants have been a pain in the, the side of the Cowboys. You know, when they travel, you know, sometimes the Cowboys have not at Philly and at the Giants have been nightmares in the past. Let's hope they can overcome them. But Knox and Coop, Kelsey and Samuel, this is where Matt needs to make up the difference. Or if we see tonight a huge 40-point game from Patrick Mahomes, holy cow, that would be a gigantic difference. I don't think Cook, uh, Cousins is getting that. I feel safe with Cousins getting 20 to 25. Stafford and Henneke. Henneke last week was just an uh, anomaly. That was just a fluke. Um, I think he, Not that he's great or something, but I think he can go back to 18 to 20 points while Stafford heavily favored here. You know, 25 last week, 27 week before, 30, three straight games of 25 or more. Expect the same. I expect probably a 27 to 30 point performance from Stafford just because Seattle will probably score some and he's going to have to. Henneke at Philly, you know, he did he play Philly once? Let me see what he did last time. Did he play them? Of course not. He did not play them. But eight against Dallas, 17 against – that I, troubled me some. 17 against the Raiders. I would like to see more. But in a two QB league, you know, Look at me, Matt Ryan and Wentz. I'll take 17 from one of them. I mean, they're they're not exactly world beaters. So when you're in your second QB spot, not all of us have the luxury of having Mahomes and Stafford. But you've seen a few other spots on Matt's team that is good. That's why Matt's team has been so outstanding. But he's had up and down spells is because when his running backs go bad, your two quarterbacks can't carry all the time. You have to have other weapons. And Matt's team, for the most part, has. But um, – not everyone gets a Stafford and Mahomes, even though Mahomes, like I said, I don't feel like he's been a top five quarterback. I feel like he's had three really good games. He's like Antonio Gibson last year. A couple of really big games, and the rest of the time, eh. And Mahomes has been so mediocre. I mean, heck, Matt's team name, day late to Mahomes short, should let you know that. And then the defenses, I like Packers more than Panthers. Uh, I like TJ Watt. I like Kendricks. You know, I like them all, but – uh, Packers I feel safer with. But Baltimore, if Lamar Jackson plays, we'll see. Packers defense has been outstanding. So going through all this, breaking it down, I feel like Dino's going to win this. Um, just based on position by position. Matt, what he needs is we need to see a really big performance from Patrick Mahomes tonight. right? He, if he goes out for 21, 24, something in that range, I am going to feel even better. Because I feel like that's what he's going to do now. And I think Cousins can match it. So. My opinion is that Dino's going to win this just based on matchups alone. Now, Dino still has Gibson, Lockett. We could see Lockett put in. Hollywood Brown, Noah Font, James Conner. I mean, look at these guys, dude. Zach Wilson's the only one who I think will have an okay week this week, right? I'm playing him in uh, my other Dynasty League with Matt, 2QB League. I got Zach and Trevor Lawrence and Tua, and I'm going Tua and probably Zach Wilson. Because uh, Trevor Lawrence, I have no clue what's going to happen with him. But with this, he's got Wilson, he's got Connor, he's got Gibson, Lockett, Hollywood Brown. That you know, that's that might not be the same depth as Nick as a playoff team. These are all guys who can giant contribute, giantly contribute. And we'll see what happens with Lockett. If maybe Dino changes his mind, maybe it's Hollywood Brown, Connor. I mean, there's so many good things. If Connor's healthy, how do you not play Connor? Right, he won't. He's not practicing now. The guy only had 13 carries for 31 yards. We had two rushing touchdowns. The impressive part was nine catches for 94 yards. You know, and the guys <laughs> look at these stats. Who would have thought Connor would have done this in Arizona? Now I know there was an injury to Chase Edmonds, but still, even with Connor full time starter, 
41 against the Niners, 15 against Carolina, 21 against Seattle, 21 against Chicago, 34 against the Rams. I can't see him going out and getting two rushing touchdowns every time, but he's done it one, two, three, four, five times this year, two touchdowns rushing alone in the same game. So against Detroit, a very weak matchup. I, I don't know. I don't envy Dino's position because you go, okay, I'm going to pop Connor in, take a seat, Mari Cooper. Cooper goes off. You can't, you know, you get a bench Chubb. Yeah, the only thing, going through Dino's roster, the only position you could probably see him playing with would be flex. Because even with, even if you said, hey, I'm going to pop in uh, Connor for Henneke, Henneke could still go Heineke, Henneke, whatever you want to, Heineken, I'm going to call him Heineken. Um, but whoever you want to pop in there, you know, it, it could be, you know, they can have a great game. He's got so many guys who could have really big – Tyler Lockett, Hollywood Brown, and James Conner. I feel safest with Conner, but Lockett and Brown, forget about it. Forget about it, you know. So, yeah, I don't know what to expect with Dino's team. We'll find out. We'll find out if he makes any changes. The main thing for you, Dino, is think about it. Get set by Saturday and then just kick it at that. Sunday morning, if something happens where there's an injury, right, Oh, the injury to the, you know, Ito Smith, the only running back all day is Connor. Then you go, okay, I might want to change. But if everything stays, you go through, you review it, check the fantasy experts, look at the rankings, look at what you feel, com- and most importantly, go with what you feel comfortable with. And here I sound like I'm Dino's coach. I just know in the past Dino has done, which I've done in the past and lost games, so I stopped doing that. I, st- I don't do that anymore. I say Saturday night, that's what I'm rolling with. If I wake up in the morning and there's a major injury or something changes, yes. But if not, if everything's the same as when I went to bed, that is it. Because when I found myself changing guys, I end up kicking myself in the butt and losing games. I don't remember ever changing a guy and winning, right? Now, they could have had a big game, but I end up losing anyway, so it didn't really matter. But I've never, I never remember going, hey, remember that time, man? I put in Will Fuller, and I ended up beating you, Matt. No, I don't remember that. I remember going, I had Will Fuller in the night before because I – Drafted them early, and I had them all year. So it's like that team, If whatever you do, Dino, get it set, figure it out, and then just ride with that. That's my best advice. And then Matt, looking at Matt's bench, he's got the tight end capital. He's got Higby, Goddard. You know, oh, man, you're not benching Kelsey, and you don't want to run, run a bunch of tight ends. This is not a tight end premium league. Cream Hunt's out. See, for Matt, it's easy. Cream Hunt's out. He's gonna. It's doubtful, but he's going to be out. So you don't have to go – do I play Robinson? You know, yeah, Robinson against Houston, I would play him. But do I play Mixon at Denver? Or do I go Hunt against the Raiders? Well, you you got saved. Uh, yeah, there's not really – and then Robert Woods is out. Yeah, so Matt's guys, his his extra pieces that might have kind of given him a headache are out right now. So it's a little easier for Matt. Like I said, I don't envy – oh, my gosh, 55 minutes. All right, well, it's past midnight here. I got to get to bed. Have a great day. Enjoy Thursday Night Football. Go Chargers. Um, I'll be out on a boat. I am going to probably record the game and try to avoid my phone because I don't have anyone playing in it, and not in this league. I don't have anyone playing in it. I don't really have any Chiefs almost in any league that I can think of. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, that's it. So I I, I, I'll, I, I want to watch it just for the heck of it afterwards. I will be watching Keenan Allen, seeing how big of a game Keenan Allen has for Austin. You know, if I'll take 19 points. If Allen goes for 19, I can live with that. If Allen goes for 28, 
now I'm nervous. Now I'm nervous because now he's that's over his projection, and Austin already has a really good team. So we'll break that down tomorrow. We'll talk about Austin and my games next and see who will be moving on to who knows who will face. You know, we won't – maybe if Mahomes goes for 60 tomorrow, we'll say, all right, well, looks like Eric's going to be playing Matt because Matt's the 60. You know, <laughs> you never want to say that. But, uh, yeah, so enjoy the game. Enjoy your day. Be safe. Um, I don't think there's anything else. Yeah, talk to you guys later. Peace.